Everyone has something in their life that can be a stressor. But some people deal with their situations in more positive ways in order to take control. It's not difficult. You can do this too. Welcome to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully with your host, Rusty Williams. In this program, you'll learn how using hypnosis and mindfulness can lessen the stress and strengthen your life. Now, here is Rusty Williams. Well, good morning and welcome back to another episode. Here we are, another show of Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. Just a reminder, you can find me on Facebook. You can follow me there too if you want. It's easier to follow our um, business page. That's NJ Hypnosis Training on Facebook. Follow that. You can send me messages there. Um, I've kind of taken a hiatus from Instagram, but I have an Instagram account. I think I'm going to start posting again. So follow me on Instagram. Find me there. And you can always email me at 13.rwilliams at gmail. That's the number 13.rwilliams at gmail. I'd love to hear your suggestions, your thoughts about the show, any questions you might have, any ideas for topics for upcoming shows. Again, this is your show. I'm simply the host. And speaking of, of me being the host, how's your week going? And I don't mean that rhetorically. I mean, think about it. Here we are Wednesday. Halfway through the week, a lot of people call this hump day. So I guess I'm a hump day host. I guess you got to be really careful when you say that too. So here I am hosting on this Wednesday, on this hump day. And for me at least, Wednesdays give me an opportunity to reflect back on what's happened this week so far. And it gives me an opportunity to consider all the things that are possible in the days ahead. So I can look back at how was Sunday, how was Monday, how was Tuesday. And I can think about all the opportunities, all the possibilities of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, while being right here in this moment on this Wednesday. So it's, maybe it's, it was dumb luck. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it was just fortunate that I get to host this show on a Wednesday where we can consider things that have happened already and look forward to things that well, we can make positive in our lives. So when I say, when I ask, how is your week going? It's not just a rhetorical question. I mean that, think about how your week is going so far. What are the positives? What can you look forward to as the week comes to a close once we get through this Wednesday, right? We got to make it to Friday. I hear you. Now, this might sound weird, especially since I just asked you to think of something that's positive. But right now, think of something that's not so positive. And I don't mean something catastrophic. I don't mean something horrible. But maybe something that's happened this week. Maybe something that's got to happen as as this week goes forward. Something that might cause you stress. Maybe a little bit of angst, anxiety. Maybe even a little bit of fear or worry. Just think about what that might be. It could be anything. Maybe it's a bill that we got to figure out how to get paid. Maybe... It's going to the dentist. Maybe it's something with our kids. Uh, Whatever it is, just think of something real quick that's not so positive that might cause just a feeling of stress, of anxiety, of worry. And now stop. Stop thinking about that just for a moment and just listen to me again. Just focus. Just pay attention. Don't even focus for right now. Just pay attention to your breathing. Now, this is, I'm, I'm not going to make this sound like it's, it's some um, 
retreat and I'm going to talk real hypnotically and slow. And you don't have to breathe a certain way. We're not in a yoga class. Just breathe and pay attention to that breath just for a moment. Just pay attention to the way that breath feels coming into your body, whether it's through your nose, through your mouth. And then just notice what it feels like as it leaves your body. That's right. And even do it one more time. Just notice that breath. Just focus on that breath for a moment, how it feels, maybe how the temperature feels going into your nose or into your mouth. And notice how the temperature is a little different when you exhale, when that breath leaves your body. Great. Congratulations. You just practiced mindfulness. Now, this isn't a major mindfulness exercise, but it's the beginning It's the beginning of focusing on something that we can control, paying attention to something, being aware of something that we can control that focus. And I love the breath. I mean, we we could use anything. Some people carry something in their pocket. Um, Some people think of something. But for me, at least, the breath is so easy because the breath is something we always bring with us. No matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we always have our breath. And so we can always practice on just focusing on that breath. And even for, what was that, 10, 12 seconds? We can do that once every hour, once every couple hours. We actually start training the brain, rewiring the brain through neuroplasticity to create new pathways that help us think differently. And mindfulness doesn't have to be, and it shouldn't, take up a whole lot of your time. It shouldn't be complicated. And that was just a simple exercise that you can do anywhere, that we can do anywhere. And it helps us stop thinking even for 10 or 15 seconds about that, whatever's stressing us, whatever's causing us angst or worry. And by doing that, we can train our brains to focus on something different. And then when it does come time, when, when there's something that stresses us or causes us angst or fear, by changing the way we think, by rewiring our brain, creating new pathways of thoughts, we can use the thinking part of our brain to resolve issues instead of the emotional part of our brain. So we can use that problem-solving part instead of the part that's the fight or flight, that's, that's the instinct to survive part of our brain. Some people call it the primal brain. And so you can practice that every hour, every couple of hours. What did that take? 10 or 15 seconds. And by doing that every day, you actually start thinking differently. So this show, Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully, is about things hypnotic, hypnosis-related, and mindfulness-related. And last week, I, I know I spent the whole show talking about me, and we really didn't talk about what is hypnosis, what is mindfulness, so for the next couple of minutes, I just want to at least give an explanation. I want to explain. I don't want to give a definition. How's that? Because if you were to line up 20, 30, 40, 50 hypnotists, and you were to ask them to define hypnosis, if you asked them what is hypnosis, you would get 20, 30, 40, or 50 different answers. Now, a lot of them would be very close to each other. Some would just be one word or maybe an idea off, but they would be Most of it would be similar, but they'd all be different because we all have a different idea of what hypnosis is. So 
here's my take. Here's the way I explain hypnosis. Again, I'm not going to give a definition. I'm just going to explain it. And it's kind of a twofold explanation. The first is this. Hypnosis is nothing more than a state of mind where we become totally absorbed in something and we narrow our focus in that absorption. In other words, we're so into something that we exclude everything else out and our focus is narrowed more and more and more and more into that. For me, that's how I explain hypnosis. And the second part of my explanation is this. Hypnosis is also a method that is used to create that state of mind. Some people call it a trance state. But it's, it's methods that hypnotists use that we teach our clients so that they can practice self-hypnosis. It's a method used to create that state of mind where you become totally absorbed and the focus is narrowed on something. So that's my, the way I explain hypnosis, at least, without giving the definition of it. And think about it. I can just about guarantee that no matter what time you're listening to this, no matter where you are right now, you've already experienced hypnosis today. Yeah, that's right. Think about this. When you got up, when you got ready, you were consciously thinking about all kinds of things while unconsciously, subconsciously, you were getting dressed, you were brushing your teeth, you were doing your hair, your makeup, you were in the shower, whatever it is you were doing, your conscious mind was thinking about all kinds of things for the day that, that had to be done. While your subconscious mind went about the tasks of getting you prepared for the day. So you were absorbed in your thoughts. Your focus was narrowed on your thoughts. And yet you still were able to get dressed. You were able to tie your shoes without thinking, okay, I have to take this shoelace and go over once, twice, make this loop. Make this. If you had to think about that, it would take you forever. So congratulations, you've already practiced hypnosis today. And here's a more simple way to explain it. Have you ever, have you ever been so engrossed in a book, so into a movie or a TV show or watching something on TV, maybe, maybe it was, it was an, a, a sporting event, that you were so absorbed in it that your, a family member or friend was calling your name and you never even heard them. And they came up to you and they said, didn't you hear me? I, I was calling your name. I was, and you said, no, I, I, I didn't hear you. You were focused. Your focus was narrowed so much into what you were doing and you were absorbed in it that you excluded everything else out of your mind so that you could enjoy or pay attention to what you were doing. That is hypnosis. And we've all experienced this. If you drive, if you've ever driven, and you get home after wherever you've been, shopping, work, running errands, whatever it is, and you get home and you pull into your driveway, and as you turn off the ignition, you think to yourself, how did I get here? <laughs> you have no recollection of how you got home. Did I stop at that stop sign? Did I go through the red light? Oh, my God. I, that we call driving hypnosis. Your unconscious mind, your subconscious mind was doing all the work while you were, your thoughts were all over the place. Maybe they were listening to the radio. Maybe it was a conversation. That's driving hypnosis. That's also 
the narrowing of focus and being absorbed in something. And we're going to talk later on in, in later episodes about the conscious versus the subconscious or unconscious mind. But your unconscious mind did all the work while your conscious mind was busy thinking of things and, and doing things that needed to be done. That's another example of hypnosis. So hypnosis is nothing more than being totally absorbed in something and our focus becomes very narrowed into that absorption. That's hypnosis. What about mindfulness? You know, the experts in mindfulness, if you were to line them up, you'd probably all get just basically pretty much the same answer of what mindfulness is. And at least for me, mindfulness is a moment-to-moment awareness of what's going on, not only within me, but around me. So it's this moment-to-moment awareness where I'm aware of what I feel, of what I sense, what I see, using all the senses. What's going on within me, within my body, within my mind, the thoughts, you know, all those things. But also being aware of what's going on around me. And here's the one important part that we have to add to that. It's that moment-to-moment awareness without assigning any kind of judgment. In other words, without saying this is really good or this is really bad. I can't believe I'm in this kind of pain. My day's going to suck. I, I, I can't believe I have this feeling in my stomach because I'm so worried. My boss wants to see me. He wrote one of those memos, one of those notes, hey, see me, you know, whenever you get a chance and your mind starts racing. It's being aware of those thoughts, of those feelings without assigning any kind of positive or negative judgment to it. Just before the show came came on, I was looking out the window here at my studio, and the neighbor's fence is within 10 or 15 feet from the window, and I saw a squirrel running along the top of the fence. Now, I could have thought to myself, and maybe I did and I called myself, I could have thought that squirrel's heading right into the front yard where the bird feeders are, and that squirrel is going to steal all the bird food all the bird seed, all the everything I put out for the birds this morning, and all the money, and I could I could be thinking to myself, all the money that I've spent, all the the time that, that that goes into trying to feed the birds, and these squirrels are just stealing it. I could have looked at the squirrel, and I could have thought to myself, man, I, I hate squirrels. I can't believe the squirrel's doing this. There's another one of those squirrels, right? Or I could have looked at that squirrel, and I could have remembered some positive things. Maybe someone had a, had a squirrel as a pet or I've seen those cute videos on um, social media sites where you see cute little squirrels coming up and eating nuts out of someone's hand or someone takes one in as a pet and they run all over and they're cute and adorable. And I could have looked outside and I could have thought, oh, that's such a cute little squirrel. Wouldn't it be nice to have him as my pet? Whichever direction I would have gone with that, I'm missing the opportunity to be totally present and observe what that squirrel is doing. So remember when I said mindfulness isn't just a moment-to-moment awareness of what's going on within us, it's also what's going on around us. So by just observing that squirrel, and sure, my thoughts, I'll be honest with you, my thoughts did go to that squirrel's heading right for the feeder in the front yard, and I know what's going to happen when I'm done this show, I'm going to go out there, and that feeder's going to be empty. But that was a reminder to bring myself back to this moment, back to the moment, and just look at the squirrel for a minute. And just be in this moment. This sounds weird. You're probably going to think I'm nuts. There we go with the squirrel jokes. 
to just be in this moment with that squirrel and just notice what I notice, feel what I feel, observe what I observe without assigning anything positive or negative to it. And so that is the, I guess that's the best example I can give on short notice of being able to practice mindfulness. It's not having no thoughts. It's not having no fears or worries or angst. It's identifying them, feeling them, and then letting ourselves know it's going to be okay. And I'm just going to be present with it without making it so horrible or thinking, oh, this is so great. It's the best day of my life. Just being in the moment, just accepting it for what it is. So I've accepted you, Mr. Squirrel. I'm guessing you're a mister. I can't tell from here. Just accepting that, Mr. Squirrel, you are who you are. And now I'm going to go on with the show. So I hope that makes sense. Very simple, basic ways. We don't need to make this complicated. And I believe in the KISS acronym, keep it simple. So I'm going to keep it simple in my mind so that I can understand it because that's just the way my mind is. So with that in mind, there are also some myths, some misconceptions. I've already talked about the ones in mindfulness where, you know, I I thought, I I think I said this last week that I had to have an empty mind. I had, I couldn't be thinking of anything when in fact mindfulness, as I just explained, is just the opposite. It's being aware of our thoughts, being aware of our feelings, being aware of our emotions, even the physical sensations that we have. And then the myths and misconceptions about hypnosis, you know, mind control. Um, you can do things that you wouldn't normally do. You're going to be forced to do things you would normally do. Um, giving up free will. Um, you're going to disclose um, secrets that you never would have let out. Um, and here's my favorites. Um, I'm going to quack like a duck, cluck like a chicken, or bark like a dog. Um every time a fire truck goes by. These are the myths and misconceptions that really are, I I think they're, the reason we have them is because hypnosis is one of those things that is intriguing, especially to those folks in Hollywood, those writers. And so we see it on TV, we see it in movies about, oh, this could be, this is what hypnosis is. This is what's going on. So this show, I also want to spend some time if not today, in in future shows about breaking down those myths and misconceptions and really talking about what hypnosis is instead of trying to convince people what it's not. So as we go on today, think about what mindfulness is, what hypnosis is, because in the next segment, I'm going to be bringing on a guest. I'm going to be bringing on a guest who practices mindfulness, hypnosis, self-hypnosis, who is a hypnotist, who is an expert in the field of hypnosis and mindfulness. And we're going to talk a little bit uh, about how hypnosis, how mindfulness, how other, other methods of being aware of oneself we can use to feel better about ourselves, to get us back in that, in, in that frame of mind where we can deal with the stress, the anxiety, and the fear. And I'd love to hear your questions, your thoughts about that. So, you again, feel free to email me at 13.rwilliams at gmail.com. You can send a private message to the NJ Hypnosis training page, um, and I'll be happy to answer any of those questions for you. When we do come back, it's going to be fun in a, in a way that, well, I'm going to be doing a lot of laughing. 
So if I laugh, here, here's my apology because my guest uh, Rick and I have talked about this and we both said that we're going to have a lot of fun um, coming in and out of, of what we're going to do. So if I start laughing, there's my apology up front. And so we're going to take a break now. And on the other side, I will introduce our special guest for the day. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. To reach the program today, you're welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send Rusty an email, his email address is 13.rwilliams at gmail.com. Now back to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. Well, welcome back. And again, don't forget you can follow me on those social media sites. Find me, follow me, contact me, however you want to do it. That's perfectly fine with me. And our guest this morning is, is someone who I think as soon as you hear him, you'll realize why he's had so much success with clients who are dealing with anxiety and stress. I mean, his voice really is that soothing and calming. Rick Paddock is joining us this morning. Rick is a hypnotist, a hypnosis instructor. He is a sought-after speaker and teacher. He's the founder and director of the Mid-America Hypnosis and Mindset Training Center, as well as the Milwaukee Hypnosis and Wellness Center. He's authored and produced numerous personal improvement products. And I guess when he's not busy doing all that, he's also um, produces and hosts a weekly radio podcast called the Mind Flipping Podcast, where he interviews experts from around the world on topics involving neuroscience, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis, mindfulness, and meditation. 
basically anything involving the mind and, and how we can improve our lives by understanding ourselves better. Rick, welcome to the show, and, and again, thank you for taking time out of your day to spend it with us. Rusty, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. We are going to have yeah. fun. We are, and listen, I just want you to know that, that when, I, when I introduced you uh, and I talked about your voice, you need to know that that comes directly from my wife. <laughs> because my, I don't know, Rick, if it was one of the virtual hypnosis um, conferences that, that, that you did or it was a, a podcast, but my wife said, who is that? She was listening. I didn't have headphones on and she was listening. She said, who is that? That voice is so calming and so soothing. So all the credit in the world for that goes to my wife, my friend. That's awesome. Well, give her a thanks. I've heard that. And I, um, yeah, I think it's, I I take that as a compliment. And and the truth is, uh, it makes me good at hypnosis, but uh, lousy as a singer. (laughs) I don't have much range. (laughs) I hear you there. But it it is a tool that you have and and it's one that you use well. Thank you. Speaking of talking, I, one of the things that you've said in the past, and I love this, you said, and I'm reading this because I had to write this down when I heard it. You said, I like talking about my mindset when helping others, a mindset I suggest they play with, get curious about, and explore themselves. I, I love that idea. What, can, can you just explain what, what that is about and, and how that came about? Yeah, I guess, you know, there's probably a number of layers related to that mindset, but uh, I think it's a foundation of the fact that we come into this world, I think, you know, uh, I like to see us as as loving, as well, as thriving, that our that our nature is, is all of that and, and just pure awareness. And then through the course of, of life, of being in this world and in, in this body, we learn things that... Um, we need to learn to get through the world. And some of those things are, are counterproductive. And some of those things that we learn become unwanted, unwelcome habits. And that's typically when people come to see you or I, or, or even personally, we recognize, you know, something's not working in our life. Something's broken in here. And, and usually what it is, it's simply just a learned behavior, a learned habit that came to us with a on a subconscious level with the best intention until eventually it's not working. And so the mindset that I try to hold when I work with clients individually or in groups and, and ask them to explore is, is um, who are you beneath this? You know, this, uh, whether it's an anxiety, whether it's a, a behavior, a thought or perception that has come to you, you know, through repetition, through life, but beyond that, temporary thought feeling who are you below that and that's just pure love and awareness and and somebody who's well and so that's kind of the mindset i love that i, I, I might even steal that from you <laughs> i'll give you full credit though Excellent. and then you, you you went on to say that that their anxiety or stress is an illusion not that it's not real or painful even but just not what it appears to be and you gave the analogy like on a cloudy day hiding the blue sky they're innately well at peace and happy, but their subconscious mind got confused. Yeah. How I, I love the analogy of, of the clouds and the sky, but maybe you can talk again about the anxiety or stress is an illusion, but not that it's not real or even painful, but it's just not what it appears to be. What did you mean by that? Yeah, so our, you know, we have a, uh, I like to say that our our creator has just made an incredible machine, if you will, you know, uh, between mind, body, and spirit. Uh, It's incredible uh, 
the synchrony and how things work. Um, but there is a bias towards fear, not only uh, environmentally, we see it all the time in the news and, and in conversations, but but physiologically, you know, our our brain, it appears, our mind is has been designed to keep us safe, to protect us. So I've heard that in every second, five times per second, we are scanning our environment and looking for threats, specifically looking for threats. And and so um, our subconscious can get confused. You know, there's a there's an aphorism in the in this field. Uh, your listeners may have heard, and it's that your mind is a garden, your thoughts are the seeds. We can grow flowers, or we can grow weeds. And it's really uh, pretty cool to think about that. Yeah, it makes sense. You know that if I just think positive, up, uplifting thoughts, loving thoughts, I can grow a life of, of flowers rather than weeds. And the, and those unwanted negative thoughts are, are going to grow the weeds. But, but there's really more than that. It's more than our thoughts. There's the way I look at it. Our environment, environment we grew up in, the environment we put ourselves in. It's kind of like the soil that we plant those seeds in or our thoughts in. And so often our environment, culturally, you know, socially, maybe in our family, doesn't produce the best soil for growing seeds. And so there's that that bias, which actually, as, as you mentioned earlier, produces on a subconscious level a bit of confusion where we we feel and think and sense that there's a threat. And that threat can be, you know, that... You know, I'm not going to be approved. People aren't going to like us. Uh, just for you know, one example, um, and yet it's not, it's not true. You know that we don't need anybody's approval. You know to that example, and that in the far majority of cases, if we look, you know, beyond the, the clouds of the environment we're in, or or that temporary thought, we are well. Everything is fine, and we see it all the time. We're we're all stressed out about something, and then we get a you know, uh, an unexpected financial gift or somebody gives us a compliment or holds the door open for us and we suddenly feel good and, and, and we are connected to that light that, you know, if you will, is behind those clouds and and uh, and the reality is there. I don't know if that makes sense. I love it. I, okay. It makes perfect sense to me. And, and if it makes perfect sense to me, again, before you came on in the last segment, I was talking about how I need to, for myself, keep things simple. So that is the most simplest, most basic, but also I think the best way to explain it that make just makes so much sense. So if that's the case, how can hypnosis, mindfulness, meditation, how does that work? How, how can that help someone who's feeling stressed out or, or feeling anxious or worried? Uh, how does mindfulness play its role in, in that? Well, I think mindfulness is is a great uh, kind of light, if you will. You know, using the analogy of the clouds and the sun, it's it's kind of the great illuminator um, to our subconscious that actually in this moment everything's okay. And and if it's true, this theory that you know we have this cultural and physiological and mental and emotional bias towards fear, mindfulness is is a way of reminding continually and continuously reminding our subconscious our mind our body and spirit that everything's okay that in this moment we're safe uh, we're well and if we choose we can we can be happy and and so um, you know I you are an expert on mindfulness I love this show kudos to you for doing this I think it's it's so important and so powerful and and perhaps you've shared um, 
in fact, I think uh, I caught a little bit of your first segment, your um, explanation that mindfulness doesn't need to be over a, you know many minutes or or hours. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. For me, it's it's about you know it can it can take 20, 30 seconds or a minute, and we can do it three, four, or five times a day, and at least we're doing something to to help our brains rewire rewire themselves and and get back to thinking the way is healthy. Yeah, I totally agree, and I I try to reinforce this with my clients. You know, that I often refer to one of my favorite books on mindfulness, Joy on Demand, by I'm going to butcher his name, Chade Meng Tan. Yes, he from uh, his uh, I think his title at Google was Jolly Good Fellow. I love it. Yeah, and there's some great uh, listeners can search on YouTube. There's some great videos of him talking about mindfulness. But one of the things that I love uh, that I've taken from his book and his talks is he points out um, we have the opportunity throughout our day to find uh, thin slices of joy. And so what does that look like? What does that mean? Well, it's it's noticing a sunset. It's noticing uh, the the bright yellow of a flower or the or the sound of a of a cardinal as it sings or a, or the laughter of a baby that's giggling in a, in a store and when you just take a moment to notice something that brings you a sense of joy those thin slices of joy as you get in the habit of just noticing what brings you joy or peace or wellness or happiness has a cumulative effect and we're correcting that that bias towards fear and we are coming back to our our innate truth which is that we're well and in pure love and awareness i love that and um what was the name of the book again just so our listeners yeah joy on demand joy on demand yeah the art of discovering the happiness within perfect i think that's something that well, although i've i don't have the book i've read snippets of it online and i've watched the, again the, the youtube um, yeah. videos and I would butcher his name worse than you as a matter of fact <laughs> so we're just going to leave it leave it at that so but what about what about the person Rick that says look I'm in a stressful job I I I, I have a job that is 8 10 12 hours a day that is just nothing but stress maybe the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of that is the the stock exchange workers that are running back and forth and you see the craziness I think they call it in the pit of running those tickets back and forth back and forth or even the person who says my home life is nothing but stress nothing but worry nothing but fear you know this is 8 10 12 hours a day is it possible at least for them to hear for that person to understand that hypnosis or mindfulness or meditation, can that really help? You know, we've talked about the short periods of, of finding joy, of finding, being, becoming aware of the, of the present moment. For someone who has that kind of life, I mean, is it really possible? This is, this is the, uh, the cynic in me. Yeah. Is it really yeah. possible that mindfulness, something as, as simple as focusing on the breath, and I love what you said, um, as long as I have my breath and I'm in this moment, I'm okay right now. Yeah. And I know Dr. Richard Nungard uses that a lot. Um, is it really possible that that can help that kind of person who has that kind of stressful life, that kind of stressful job, where they live in stress, you know, all their waking hours? Yeah, so I, you and I would, would say, yes, of course it's possible. But more importantly, that person needs to have that sliver of hope, believe that it's possible, and the fact that they're 
thinking about it and questioning it, you know, therein lies the answer that, yeah, it's possible. And I think, you know, some of the first steps are, are looking at and, you know, kind of, again, getting curious. What is, is, do I feel is creating stress? Is that really uh, creating stress or is it my, um, am I manufacturing it? And then the flip side is, you know, I always have a choice. So whether it's a, a work environment, a family environment, what am I getting out of this place? You know, what are the benefits? And um, because you're there for a reason and, and finding, you know, often what I'll do with my clients is we'll get together and just I'll simply draw a line down the middle of my tablet and on the left side, I say, well, what's happening now that's not working? And it may be all those things that you listed, stress at work, you know, just it comes with the job. And then on the right side, what would you rather be thinking about focusing on and aware of? And, and maybe that's where we take a moment and get curious. What are the reasons I'm in this job? What are the benefits of this job? And, and, um, and those are the things that we can be aware of mindfully or that we can consciously and subconsciously correct through hypnosis. So to answer your question, absolutely it's possible. Um, just take some, uh, you know, getting curious, investigating and laying out the life that you want to live. And there's that getting curious about your mindset again. And we talked, and it might have been before you came on uh, the, the first segment, that mindfulness isn't making believe we don't have those thoughts. It's not making believe we don't have these feelings. Exactly. It's it's And, and for the longest time, um, before I became aware of what mindfulness was, and I shared this with my listeners last week, when I was going through seminary, we had a class on contemplative prayer, and part of that was meditation. And I, I, I don't want to blame the instructor, but I thought that that meant having a completely empty mind. I believe the Buddhist would say an empty mind. And yeah. I couldn't, you know, our minds are made to think. Yeah. And I, for the longest time, I hated meditation after that block of instruction was over because I thought I failed at it. Yeah, I can't do this. I, I can't do this. How can I turn my mind off? How can I not think about it? And then when, as mindfulness started growing um, speed and, and growing strength in, in our culture and society the past, what, 10 years or so, when it's really become that buzzword, I thought, this mindfulness, come on, I can't meditate. Right. So how, how, can, I, how can I be get this mindfulness and how can I get the benefits of, of mindfulness if I can't empty my mind and stop thinking about those things? And what, what I learned is the reality is just the opposite. It's identifying what we're thinking, what we're feeling, and, and just being, like you said, become curious about it. Be aware of it without assigning a judgment, whether it's a bad thing or a good thing. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then coming back to something to focus on. And I shared that, you know, the breath is always something that we bring with us. So just taking a moment of focusing on the breath really brings us back to that. So yeah. even though I believe it, maybe it's, see, I always like to have a backup, Rick. Yeah. You know, maybe it was the cop in me. So here's my backup, everyone. This is this is Rick Paddock saying this too, that the most stressful job, that the people with the most stressful, worrisome lives can absolutely benefit from mindfulness, from hypnosis, from practicing self-hypnosis and, and, and the like. And that leads me to this question, Rick. Yeah. You know, we we teach our clients mindfulness. I, I always joke that hypnosis, being a hypnotist is not a very good business model because the idea isn't to keep a client forever. Yeah, exactly. Right? The, the idea is you, you want to 
help the client and give them the tools, give them the skills, give them the, the training and the techniques that they need so that they don't need us anymore. So yep. as a business model goes, you know, hypnosis isn't the best because we're always turning over new clients because we want to teach clients how they can help themselves with self-hypnosis, teach them mindfulness techniques. So literally, they don't need us anymore. It's kind of like mama bird kicking the, the you know, the, the baby bird out of the nest and now you yeah. can fly. You got it. So is it, is it possible that what we teach our clients, whether the clients are practicing mindfulness or self-hypnosis, is that change, does the change that occurs, is that temporary? In other words, does that go away in a, in a day or two? Or can that be lasting? Can, can just two or three sessions of practicing hypnosis and going to see a hypnotist and then practicing self-hypnosis, can that really have long-lasting effects? I guess that's the question that I always had. I know the answer, but I'd love to hear your response to that. So, yes, it can. Absolutely, it can. Will it? Well, there are so many different factors. And and as you know, in in, in our industry, people will, will inquire about hypnosis and what it is and, and, and how it works. And one of the questions they often have is that, Will it last? And you know, how many sessions am I going to need? And and it, uh, the the answer that I give is it's uh, it's different for everybody. Uh, it is a a process that anybody can do nearly. You know, as long as you have the ability to to be aware, to imagine, and to focus. Um, but there are so many factors from our past, our present, and the future. Can two or three sessions do it? Absolutely. Will it for everybody? No. Will it for a lot? Yeah. Um, but there are, uh, I found that there are really three primary ways that our subconscious embraces and accepts a new habit, a new belief, a new way of looking at things. And uh, I'm not sure if we have time now or if we want to wait till after the break and we can go into those three things. Well, we can start now. Let's start now and we'll, we'll see where we're at. Excellent. So, um, and, and our listeners as as you hear these three things, can th- will probably think, yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, again, on a subconscious level, our subconscious um, is embracing meaning in a few different ways. One being through trauma. When something happens to us, especially at a young age, our subconscious, uh, through the shock of that event, takes meaning in it and applies it to our lives in a way uh, to keep us safe moving forward. Make sense? makes sense so why don't we do this um why don't we stop right there we'll go to a break when we come back that's the first step yep. and then we'll pick that up on the other side of this break sounds great makes sense okay we'll be right back after this break it's your world motivate Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. If you think you've seen online TV before... 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. To reach the program today, you're welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send Rusty an email, his email address is 13.rwilliams at gmail.com. Now back to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. Well, welcome back, everybody. And, Rick, I need to thank you for sticking around. I mean, when we first discussed this, you were just going to stick around for just that middle segment. So thanks for sticking around, man. Yeah, my pleasure. It. It's as, as we were uh, talking about on break there, it's, it's so hard. I mean, we could talk forever. It's fun. It seems like that, right? So yeah. speaking of talking forever, maybe you can go back to, to what you were saying about how this, how this works and, and the three things that, that you see. Yeah, yeah. So our subconscious... Um, embraces, accepts uh, beliefs and habits in these three primary ways. And there's actually an acronym, it's kind of how I remember, and the acronym is, is TAR, T-A-R. And, and so you think uh, beliefs and habits stick in our subconscious in these three ways. So the first one that I mentioned is trauma. So, you know, uh, we're, we're a little kid and a mouse runs across the floor and, and uh We'll say dad jumps on the uh, chair and, you know, and, and screams like a little girl. <laughs> and we're, <laughs> I guess I'm supposed to be afraid of that. You know, the shock of seeing your dad, you know, hopping on a chair or, um, or, you know, there's, uh, as a, as a former police officer, I'm sure you saw it all the time, you know, trauma creates yeah. deep uh, beliefs that are often in conflict with what we want. So trauma is the first one. Authority figure is the second one. And again, uh, listeners can think, well, that makes sense. You know, our our parents, our teachers, our, our neighbors' parents, our, our siblings, our cousins that are older or, or, or have a, a bit of an authority figure to them, they do or say something and we just take it as reality. And, and that actually even happens beyond when we're kids. You know, as we grow up, somebody that we see as important, you know, uh, acts in a certain way, preaches a certain way, says something, and we take that as our reality now. So that sticks in that way. And then the third way is repetition. And, and gratefully for all of us, that's what we can we can tap into. So going back to your question about, you know, making changes in two or three sessions, uh, uh, you know, one session or beyond, uh, that reality that our subconscious 
can accept a new belief, a habit, a thought, a feeling through repetition is something we can hang on to. And so I look at it, at our subconscious and the work we do in hypnosis as as a student and and hypnosis is like accelerated learning so in those very focused sessions hypnotic sessions whether it's one-on-one with a hypnotist or hypnotherapist or listening to self-hypnosis audios it's like you're taking that subconscious to school and giving it a thousand lessons in a in a short period of time and so for some people, that's all it needs. If, you know, it's all they'll need is a few sessions and our subconscious is, I got it, makes sense. You know, I'm no longer going to think, feel, act that way. Instead, I'm going to think, feel, and act this way. But for others, it takes more repetition. And in many ways, it helps me to look at my subconscious and our client's subconscious as a, as a five-year-old because in many ways, that's how it acts and thinks and feels doesn't know the difference between make-believe and reality. And so if we're going to retrain and reteach and reprogram our five-year-old subconscious, we're not going to, you know, put it down. We're not going to reprimand it when those old habits come up. We're not going to say, you idiot, what are you doing? We're going to say, hey, remember, we made the decision that that's actually not the best way to think and feel and act. Instead, we're going to do this. And it's through that repetition that eventually any habit, thought, feeling that's not working can change to something that does work. That's interesting. I, you brought up the point about the five-year-old, and I remember reading, and I, I think the ages um, vary between six, seven, maybe eight, but how we respond to things in life, for the most part, like 90% of them is with that six, seven, eight-year-old mind is how we learned it by the time we were six, seven, eight years old, that's the way we respond to about 90% of the things that happen to us in life. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and so when we think about it that way, and again, this isn't you know, just because I read it somewhere, this is research, this is studies bear this out, that we respond with that, with that young child mentality. And you talked earlier about the, you know, the power of fear how our mind's always searching, you know, to keep us safe. That's the primal brain that there's so much work, you know, the amygdala, it's, it's always searching, scanning. Yep. That when we stop and think just for a moment that, wait a minute, I'm an adult, but I'm using resources, I'm using a mindset, I'm using basically rationale that I learned when I was seven, eight, maybe nine years old. Yeah. It, it really is is that eye-opener, like, whoa, wait a minute. And that's the power of the unconscious mind, the subconscious. I think you said earlier that it really can't distinguish between what's real and what's imagined. Yeah. And so we end up responding to things with, with our emotions instead of the cognitive part of our brain, which is the thinking part of our brain. Right. And I think for me, at least, that's where mindfulness really comes into play because it helps rewire, helps new thought pathways help me and I can help my clients learn how to respond with the cognitive the thinking part of the brain instead of that emotional part of the, of the brain that's based on fear and like you said, trauma and, and things of, of those natures. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to that point, just simply recognizing that, that as you say, 90%, you know, what we do comes from that, you know, learning all those years ago which we didn't really have a, a say in. It wasn't intentional. We didn't consciously choose it. It just happened. And yet, gratefully, at any part in our life, as we're an adult, at any age, we can 
take back control. We can say, we can look at it and understand our programming that came to us unintentionally, accidentally, without our consent. We can choose a better way of thinking and feeling. And so through repetition, through mindfulness, through hypnosis, we can uh, you know, live a life that's more in, in alignment with our current goals and desires. Now, you, you've used that, that word repetition a lot. Is it possible that just thinking positive, you know, every day and every way I'm getting better and better, right? Is it possible that just thinking that, saying that, going through the repetition, can just something as simple as that help us feel better, help us deal with the stresses, the fears, the angst as we go through the day? Well, I think it is possible, and you know, for everybody, it's a little bit different. That's a that's a question that your listeners would have to answer. If that feels like a, a better place to be, then then that's that's a great way to you know through repetition to get you where you want to be. Uh, you know, it's my belief and experience that if we take it a step further and use that imaginative part of our mind and what I feel is the kind of the language of our subconscious, and instead see and feel and hear. Uh, words, images, and feelings that are in alignment with what we want to live, that, that's even more powerful. That, that's a way to reprogram our mind and our life in a way that's even more powerful. That really gets down into the subconscious a lot deeper, a lot quicker, a lot more. Yeah. 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 Got it. Well, you know, we, we got to wrap this up. We only have a couple minutes. And I just want to reiterate, and I want your take on this. I opened the show by saying, for me, hypnosis is nothing more than being absorbed in a topic, being absorbed in, in an, something that's going on in our lives and having the focus narrowed, narrowing the focus and being absorbed in it. Again, I wanted to keep things as simple as possible for me. Yeah. Um, so that was my, not a definition, I wasn't given definitions, but how I explained hypnosis. And I think and that's before you even came on, by the way, and so I don't think you, you were listening to the show in the beginning, yeah. but I think everything that you just talked about or at least most of what you just shared was talking about being an absorbed, becoming absorbed in something that's going on in our lives. And by the way, we can also hypnotize ourselves into some very bad things too. By the way, when right. we become we become absorbed in it and narrow our focus. But when we become absorbed in that, and our focus gets narrowed, and you were talking about, you know, just I don't want to say how fragile, but just how unique the subconscious mind is. I think it's easy to understand how we can take something that might have been not so good that we were absorbed in, that we became absorbed in, and we focused in. And if if it can help us, if it caused us to have bad habits, bad thinking, uh, irrational fears, we can use that same mindset, flip it around, and 100%. also and and use that the same really techniques that we've self-taught ourselves unknowingly, maybe even unwillingly. And, and we can use that to create positive change in our lives. 100%. You got it. That's awesome, Rick. Well, that's a great way to end it. And I want to thank you again. Real quick, how can our listeners find you? How, how can they contact you? Sure. They can go to rickpaddock.com. They can email me at rick at rickpaddock.com or check out the podcast at mindflipping.com. All right, Rick. Thank you so much. And again, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to, uh, to share it with us. And for our listeners, next week, we're going to be talking about pain, and our special guest is going to be someone who specializes in pain as a hypnotist and as a nurse anesthetist. His name is Ron Esslinger, and he'll be joining us next week. Have a great day, everybody. 
Thank you for joining us this week for Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. Your host, Rusty Williams, invites you to tune in again next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again next week.